Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm delighted that you're with us today. You know, part of the fun of having been part of this community of afterlife researchers for so long is the fact that I find so many of the leading researchers so enjoyable to know. And there really are not many people in this field. Most of the names that you may know and and you're really familiar with are not afterlife researchers, really, but instead they're mediums, near-death experiencers, experts on things like maybe dream interpretation, practitioners of hypnotherapy or electronic communication, and a lot of other kinds of fields that are related to the afterlife but not directly on point. And people can make a wonderful career in many of these different ways. Researching the afterlife, where it happens, how it happens, and everything associated with it is, frankly, a gigantic field. Not many people really want to tackle it. But our guest today, who is here for the ninth time, is one of my very favorite people, and she is doing the essential work of afterlife research and education, covering the entire field. I first met Sandra Champlain maybe six years ago, not long after her wonderful book, which is called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Not long after that was first published, she and I shared a lunch in the Boston area way back when I was practicing law in Massachusetts. Sandra was just then just beginning what has become the most prominent career in afterlife education in the world at this point. And she struck me then as she strikes me now. She is joyous, selfless, and full of this irrepressible wonder at the truths she has discovered and the privilege that she feels, and I feel too, in being able to share these truths with you. I have loved Sandra Champlain ever since and followed her career. And when my guide, Thomas, told me that I should be choosing and cultivating my successor, there was, of course, only one possible candidate. For the past couple of years, I've been pulling back from doing public speaking and encouraging and helping Sandra as I can. I'll be doing a lot more of that. And from now on, her banner will be featured on my website. Sandra is that rarest of all researchers. She isn't content, as I have been, just to seek out the evidence, but she actually has made herself her own test subject. This is hysterical. She began her research as someone eager to learn that, in fact, of course, our lives are eternal, but at the same time, she was hugely skeptical. So she tried to become a medium herself to prove it was real, an instrumental transcommunication experimenter. Whatever she wanted to learn about, she wasn't content until she tried it herself. Her wonderful book, We Don't Die, is full of amazing and often humorous tales of her experimenting this way. And now she's experimenting with some wonderful new ways to share what she has learned with the world. Sandra, welcome. I'm so happy to have you with us today. Thank you, Roberta. You just put a big smile on my face. (laughs) We do that to each other all the time. Oh, it's it really is wonderful to be in this place and in this time when suddenly everyone is coming to understand that it is possible that there is an afterlife and we can teach them that they're right. There really is. It's impossible for you to die. What a wonderful time to be alive. It is. Can I tell a quick story about how I came to find you? I remember 
I remember reading on my journey, uh, Craig Hogan's book, Your Eternal Self, and following him and what he was doing. And and he mentioned The Fun of Dying by Roberta Grimes. And I thought, I got angry by the title of the book. <laughs> I thought, how could dying be fun? And I'm thinking grief and all this. And so I couldn't help because the title was so jaw-dropping that I got your book and absolutely fell in love with you, your message, how clear it was. You opened me up into trance mediumship and all kinds of things that I didn't know existed. And I just knew I had to meet you. And the fact that we're friends and being on your show nine times and you've been on my show several times, it's really great to be walking this road with you. I think we both feel that way. I mean, it's it's hard to be doing something so big when you're alone, but when you have the support of some people you love and trust, it makes I think it makes all the difference, really. I agree. So anyway, people don't want to hear us love each other. People want to hear what we have to say. And I think a lot of the people who listen to Seek Reality also listen to you. So to have you be a guest and talking about yourself, your journey, and what you're up to, I think everyone will be eager to hear that. So let's begin just very briefly in case some people listening haven't haven't heard of who you are and what you're doing. Just a tiny bit about your history so they'll be able to be familiar with who's talking. Absolutely. Um, I've always been a very skeptical person. You have to see it to believe it and grew up that way. And in the mid nineties, I developed a huge fear of dying that just showed up in my life. And I didn't have much faith in anything, even though I went to Catholic school growing up and Sunday mass with the family, I really didn't believe in anything. So I started a very private journey. Is there anything that I can believe in afterlife wise so that I wouldn't be so afraid of dying. And through peeling back the onion, I did take that course in mediumship, electronic voice phenomena, all kinds of other things that rested my mind. However, I was too afraid of what people would think. I wasn't too crazy about these airy fairy people that were talking these angelic psychic messages and things. And so I kept my mouth shut and it wasn't until my dad passed in 2010 did I uncover some things about the grieving process and really how our brain and our whole chemistry actually as a human changes when we grieve and found some tools to help myself through grief and help others. Created an audio called How to Survive Grief that went viral and I just felt this moral responsibility because people reported they choose not to commit suicide uh, due to those words. So I really felt this moral responsibility to share. And deep in the recesses of my mind, I always thought someday, if I could, I'd write a book and it would be called We Don't Die. And in it, my journey of why I believe in the afterlife, put in that chapter of grief, same as the grief audio, a little bit more. And then if we don't die, how to have a powerful life while we're here. So while I thought that was all my idea, the universe just lined up, the right people just showed up in my life, uh, publisher, et cetera, and so forth. Um, and very organically started a podcast just because I loved learning more stories. I had no intention of it growing as big as it had. I just wanted to talk to great people that had great stories of why they believed in the afterlife. And here, many years later, um, 
I've just completed my 340th episode. With, Yay, I passed you. I'm so happy about that. That's great. With, <laughs> with like you, many, many listeners. So yeah. I love it. But, but now tell me, when did you start your podcast? Because I don't know the date. You know what? I don't really remember the date either. I think it was mid-2014, somewhere in June 2014, something like that. You know, I started it ahead of you. I started in June of 2013. And, mm. uh, but you passed me. You were like a dynamo. You were doing so many more. And I thought, oh, slow and steady should win the race, but I bet I don't. I bet I lose because you were well, doing it in packets. It was not a competition, <laughs> but my day job has been the last 30 years working as a chef, working with my mom in a catering business, traveling with race car teams. And so when I would be home, I would really create a lot of content, do a lot of interviews. And since COVID-19 hit, life has changed drastically. So we can talk about that. And uh, But yeah, I've slowed down a little bit so you can pass me by no problem <laughs> no, it, is, it is funny and it's it very is. juvenile but it, it was like i can't believe she's such a dynamo she's gonna have 400 and you know very quickly and i only do one a week i'm very methodical about it so uh, no what what's i sandra does some wonderful interviews with people that i some cases i've never heard of them but then i've said okay sandra how do i reach so and so because I, I loved what they said. I loved the kinds of people that she had on. So what we have found is that a, a lot of people listen to us both. Um, they find her through me or me through her. And uh, we, we apparently make a good a good package of things. You're out jogging or whatever you're doing, driving in a car, because uh, our our views are so consistent, I think, with one another. And our yes. guests are so wonderful. I'm, I I think it's great to have have you in this field, and I'm just teasing you about my final. Oh, game. of course, Oops. I know, I know you oh, are. But it's like people who like afterlife so, reading. So let's go, talk about COVID because that's something okay. you said you really wanted to have some thoughts to share about that. Uh, yes, I thought it was a curse, and not that I want anyone to get the virus. But immediately, I think this happened with many, many people. Our world we realized we'll never be the same. For me personally, the catering job that's paid the mortgage all these years, suddenly there's, we can't do it as it, as it is. There have been no races that we, to feed the teams. We couldn't set, we, even going forward, it will be a long time before we can set up a big tent and have a buffet and feed 800 people. I mean, it's just 800 people. Yeah, wow. that's that's a minimum, you know, it's oh. 800 to 1500. So I have, I didn't intentionally plan on relocating, but I'm living with my mom who's 78 living in Newport, Rhode Island. And I haven't been home in three months, but I figured this is the safest place to be. We're close to Boston where there's actually a high, very high amount of the virus. And so it was really um, confronting about how to move forward. And of course, you know, everyone needs to make money and needs to pay rent and things like that. And I've had this secret dream that if I ever had more time, I know I could connect with more people through online things. And so it actually became a necessity to pay my mortgage. I thought I need to create something. 
And so I've got some great friends who I've done live events with, like Sonia Rinaldi and Carrie McLeod, Philip Dykes, great mediums. And of course, Sonia is a wonderful researcher in Brazil, capturing images of, of those in the afterlife. Scott Milligan, who is a pretty famous trance and physical medium. And we're a core group that have traveled. I've done three live events now. And also realizing I had three live events planned for 2020 that we couldn't do. And so not just myself, but my friends, they couldn't work either. And I thought we have such good information in the toughest of times. How can we get to people and help lift people's souls to remember that we are not just our bodies, that we've got this invisible world around us that supports us, loves us. And I believe you know this, and many people do too, when we're not so busy in our own mind thinking about the past or thinking about the future, and we can be in the present moment, that's when all kinds of psychic things happen and mediumistic things happen and great ideas come to us. And, you know, there's not so so many gifts in being in the present moment. So I, I just thought, okay, how can I, how can I connect the dots here? And so what we started doing is we just brainstormed and my friends and I created this um, eight session video course that we filmed all via zoom. And it was called connecting with your soul in the unseen world. And it was how to tap into your own soul, how to quiet your mind, how to tap into your psychic and mediumistic abilities and, and all kinds of things tied in with that. And so we did, there's 14 hours of content and we put that out in the world and it's really great. And everything we offer, money back guarantee, always keep people happy. And from there, we started doing mediumship demonstrations online. We don't have to all be in a physical room together. By the magic of doing these online meetings, it doesn't matter where in the world people are, from New Zealand and Australia to India, Africa, the U.S., Canada, U.K., Europe. People would all meet in this online virtual room and over and over and over these messages of love would come through with such specifics that people would be reunited, reunited with their loved ones. And Scott Milligan, who's a great uh, physical medium, but he couldn't practice any of the physical things because nobody's meeting in person. We started many weeks ago, every Friday doing a trance demonstration online and people can come for free or they could donate a little. It's just to get the message out there. And he would close, he closes his eyes. It happens every Friday and listens to three pieces of music and his inspirers will use his mouth and speak through him, giving messages of inspiration and then allowing people to ask questions and they can be on any topic and to just hear these profound messages coming from a person or people that once lived on earth who are now so wise, you just feel like they're your friends. And it's, it's miraculous to witness, Roberta, just miraculous. And now talk about physical mediumship because sure. you know, we, we have had people talk about that in the past, but a lot of people don't know what it is. What, what does Scott do? Physical mediumship to me is one of the hardest to believe and most miraculous 
demonstrations of mediumship and people who have trained and sat in a darkness of a seance room for many, many, many years, clearing their mind, letting this unseen world work with their energy, having a group of people, maybe 20 people, well, it could be less than that, but sitting in a circle, singing songs, building up energy. There is a vapor-like substance called ectoplasm that can exude from a physical medium's body. And the people in the unseen world, the etheric world, can actually step into it and become real again. They can touch your hands, hold your hands. You can hear their voice. They can talk. And for Sandra and her skeptical brain, I thought, oh, yeah, now this is really <laughs> going over the top. But I took a trip to the UK, Roberta, to either know that this was a fraud or this is real. Right. And and it is real. And then I was so afraid to even say ectoplasm and seance because of the word <laughs> ghostbusters. Right. Come to find out Dan Aykroyd comes from a family of spiritualists who had these seances. And he and his father had gone through his grandfather's journals and that's where they found the word ectoplasm. And that's when they heard all of these oh. stories of seances. And so that's where the birth of the movie Ghostbusters came from, is all of these stories. And so when I found that out, I thought, aha. So even some of the most famous minds, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was a spiritualist. And once he really grasped and attended enough of these physical medium seances, he gave up writing Sherlock Holmes and wrote about spirituality. So it's something where I would never be try to convince somebody uh, of it, the reality. But I ask someone, if you come with an open mind, uh, be prepared to be amazed and your life will never be the same. Yeah, it is fascinating to attend a physical, a demonstration of physical mediumship. Um, I, I have done it and uh, I, I was ast really astonished by these by these real people walking around the room. I mean, they are real anyway. They just don't have a body. But the ectoplasm enables them to have a body again, and they have a hand, and they can touch you, and it feels like a real hand. It's the most astonishing experience I have ever had. So these are in darkness? That, that, that What Scott does is in darkness? They are in darkness. Not the Friday demonstrations online. He is in uh, just dim light, but you can still see him talking. And yeah, it's just another voice that comes out of his mouth. But yes. I've known Scott now four years and he is, he's a great teacher. He's really, when he puts on the hat of being a, a teacher, he's very serious and everything. Outside of that, he is as playful and loving as they come. But to meet these spirit people that work with him uh, and now having a friendship with them, I completely not him. And what's crazy is we do these uh, every Friday. I'm the moderator. So I'll see the questions that people ask. And I try to uh, have questions be asked that can help the all of the audience, you know, so no personal questions. But there might be, you know, several different questions that I'll say, okay, I'll, what I do is I unmute people. And so they're able to talk directly to our spirit friend. But it's almost a game now because the first three people whose questions, the spirit person, uh, actually, whether he reads my mind or reads 
what's written will answer these questions before they can even be asked. And I just, I get the oh, biggest kick out of that. that is. And oh. I, I've actually sat in the seance and been able to ask questions. And the, and the same thing, when I go to ask a question, they'll just answer it. And they say, well, that's what you were going to ask, isn't it? <laughs> I said, yes, how do you know that? funny that is. Wow. It's great. And they have senses of humor and wis- wisdom. And it's wild, Roberta, to think that, I mean, Scott's a mouthpiece for these people, but what we don't realize is we all have these people around us. Certainly we're here to live our own lives. People are not with us 24 seven, like uh, in any scary way, but they're only a thought away. And so we have inspirers, we have our loved ones. The afterlife is very real, even though we can't see it, it's very real. So we all have these people around us, but it takes quieting our mind and a loving prayer, and building that relationship. And before long, you'll have new thoughts in your mind, new ideas, comfort, a feeling of this internal hug, uh, of just love. And it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Tell us more about these people. These are his guides, right? That yes. you become friendly with. I mean, we've talked about spirit guides on Seek Reality in the past. We all have one who's with us through life and others that come and go. And so who are Scott's guides and what's their role? Well, the he tends to believe the voices that come through him, he calls them his friends, his workers, as opposed to he does believe he's got um, guides with him that speak to only him. But when it's time for him to go into trance or seance and speak to a group of people, these there's several people that come through, but his three main ones are Morningstar, which is a, a Native American person. Um, there's Eric, who passed, oh gosh, I guess it's the end of the 1800s. And you can tell just the way he speaks, completely different. And then you have a young voice of Daniel, who is someone who is very, very funny and (laughs) brings through humor because humor, especially in the seance rooms, is what builds the most energy for them to do these materializations. Now, certainly Daniel can also be very, very serious and answer questions, but then he'll always lift it up with something funny. But he's got a Cockney accent different voice as well. Of course, they're using Scott's vocal cords. So there's a little bit of Scott's voice in there that's just natural. But there's been times that I've heard an American, now Scott's from the UK, I've heard an American speak through him. I've heard other people. And Scott is in an altered state. So he does not know what's happening. He doesn't want to know what's happening. He doesn't want people to tell him. He doesn't want that to fog his mind for the next time, you know, I've had any expectations. So there's been people that have come through and I've talked to his circle leader and other people and, and and it's amazing because there's some famous people that have come through and they're like, don't tell him he has no idea. I'm like, Oh, this is fantastic. Well, we've had Judy Garland singing. I mean, it's just right. He's saying like Judy Garland. Well, interestingly enough, he's not the one who does it. When this ectoplasm forms, they can create a voice box that's actually yes. outside of him. And so they, the, it, and it's one of several singers that will 
actually come through and start singing and like um, really exercising the vocal cords that are formed so that a loved one can come through. And Daniel, he's funny. And he'll say, okay, love, push your face in, you know, and just talk to your mom, talk to your dad. But Roberta, the reunions that I have seen of children who talking to their parents and at one of these seances, I was sitting next to this man who was real big, tough guy. And he was scared to death. Number one, we're sitting in the dark. And he says, the possibility of somebody talking to me. Well, his daughter who had passed actually came through and there was a nickname that only he had called her. Even the mother didn't know it was their own secret language that they had. And this girl started speaking that to the father and he held my hand. He cried. He said, that's the most beautiful thing. And then we also had a spirit artist there. And uh, this gentleman drew a picture of the daughter and then through uh, Carrie or Phil, I can't remember. There were messages that came through evidentially. So that girl is still alive and well, no doubt about it, as are all of our loved ones. Those are all of them. Oh, what a beautiful thing you're doing for people. So people can sign up and come to these uh, virtual online experiences that are live. Absolutely. If you go to We Don't Die Radio, there's a button up top that says store. Some things are free. Some things uh, we ask for a donation. Um, And yeah, you'll get a a thank you email. Thank you for registering. And on, say, Wednesday, your Zoom link to join is and just press the button and, and enjoy. And so we've also done these online courses. So every Monday, there's a course with Scott. Every Thursday, there's a course with Phil and Carrie. So even though I'm the moderator of these, I'm also a student. So I've been exercising my own psychic and medium mystic muscle and working (laughs) with people and bringing through their loved ones. And when we can feel our own soul and our own soul's potential and do some of these miraculous things, it's In such a time where we've been in lockdown for three months or whatever it is, it reminds us there's a a bigger picture. And something else pretty cute that's happening is I live with my mom now, and she doesn't always believe in my stories, although she'll let me tell them about what what happens on these Zoom calls. Sometimes one eyebrow goes up like, that sounds a little outrageous. (laughs) No problem. But because she's had this time with her mind quiet and um, all of a sudden her parents are coming through in her dreams and we are having these times where we both say the same thing at the same time. And even just before we got on this call, she was thinking, oh, I wish Sandra would bring me a bottle of water. She didn't feel like getting up. And I just got up and I got her a bottle of water. She says, I didn't even tell you, you know, she says, how's that happen? I said, mom, it's all real. We are connected. Wait wait a minute. Now, how did you know she wanted a bottle of water? I have no idea. I just felt like, oh, I think mom will probably, I'm going to get mom a bottle of water. That's all I thought. And little did I know that she put that thought out there. It was weird. But oh, wonderful. Yeah, that's really weird. Now, everyone, um, if you go to robertagrimes.com and scroll down just a little bit, the only purple thing on my entire website is Sandra's banner. And if you just click on that, that'll take you right to her website if you forget uh, what the name of it is. Um, but everything that she I've ever seen her do is pure gold. She's She cuts no corners. Everything she does is great. And I can't believe you're getting such great results just in these 
in these online uh, meetings. That's really amazing. That's yeah, wonderful. Something, something else we're doing on Sundays is we're doing a free non-denominational church service. And I had witnessed a spiritualist church service several times. And in spiritualism, they believe in the afterlife. And so at the end of every service, there's a medium that works with the audience and says, oh, your mom's here and this is her message. So I had gone to a couple and I always thought they're good, but I know... For me, growing up Catholic, the prayers, I spoke the words, but they had no meaning behind them personally, those kind of things. And so myself and my friend Darren, we always thought that someday with these We Don't Die events, we'll do a Sunday church service, just the way we want, filled with prayers that mean things and music that people like and inspirational words and, of course, have medium readings at the end because that just is kind of like the cherry on top. Yeah. And so we said, well, why can't we do that online? So 12 weeks ago, we had our very first Sunday gathering and they're about an hour and a half. And they're so filled with joy that this past Sunday we had 400 people in the Zoom room with us, plus 750 watched live on Facebook because we air them live as well. All free, all inspirational. More than a thousand people came. Isn't that fabulous? That is amazing. Here I am just sitting in my bedroom at my mom's house (laughs) having, I mean, and to be able to impact people. And have different conversations about things that really lift the soul. People need people. And even though we can't be together physically, I think there's magic that's being created of these communities coming together in the virtual world. And I have no doubt that when the world gets a little healthier and that we can travel, there's going to be so many groups that come together face to face. And there's people copying our Sunday gathering, and not in a bad way, in a good way. In a good way, and, yes. And also our demonstrations that we're doing online. And I say more power to you because to get to different audiences, different folks, I love it. I think it's really good, and I think it's really helped my soul, and it's helped others because we cannot spend an hour on one of these Zoom events that we're doing, and by the end of it, feel sorry for ourselves or woe is me. And you actually feel that you're a miraculous soul at the end of every single one. And what a Good gift for you, Sandra. I think that is just fabulous. So many people are so hungry to go to church <laughs> and they, but they feel they can't. I hear right. from them all the time, every day. You must as well. People that, that um, sincerely love Jesus and they want to be part of some community, but they just feel they can't because they're, everything is fear-based and judgmental and negative in, in Christianity at this point. So I, what we you have, doing? We have a Catholic priest that attends our Sunday service. Oh, my, really? Mm-hmm. Is he still practicing as a priest? I believe he is, and I believe oh. this just opens up. Uh, as human beings, no matter what job we have, I think it's natural to be on the search of, what else is possible and looking for our own meaning. Yeah. So he just is delightful to 
you know, get some <laughs> feedback great. and yeah. That is wonderful. Oh my word. No, I think that you're you're right. One of the to me when we look back 5 years from now, 10 years from now to this period of time when we suddenly we were in lockdown, um my children are all working from home and their jobs have not been paused at all they're they're just uh, everybody is is working as as busily as they ever did i think one of the a friend of mine the first thing she said when this all started was sell all your commercial real estate there aren't going to be any more you know offices at, at all to speak of and it turns out that's kind of right I right mean, even serious businesses big businesses are realizing it's just as easy for people to work from home and they get more done my daughter tells me she had such a commute that she got back two hours a day of working, and that's yes. good for, for her employer. So I, I think that people are going to be more and more seeing doing things online, doing things by Zoom or by whatever its successor will be, um, it just is, it increases their ability to grow spiritually, professionally in every possible way. And I think that's going to be a big outcome. From this time, I don't think we'll ever go back to cubicles. I really don't. And that's beautiful. It is. And even for my mom and myself, we've been so busy, kind of like the hamster on the wheel, that now we've been forced to get off and to drive around and see nature and hear the birds yes. and see the everything blooming, all the colors of the flowers. It is so special. So I know people's relationships are improving. Yes. There's not that commute time. I believe, and you write about it, that when we close our eyes this last time here on Earth, we simply open them to just a joyous world in the afterlife. But before we do, we can look back on our life. And I know I've talked to an anesthesiologist and a heart surgeon And no matter what people believe, no matter what people's faiths are, those final moments before going on an operating table, there's fear, there's looking back at the past of all the things that they wish they could have done differently. And so I think this time is giving us time to do things correctly, to be present with our children or with our loved one, with ourselves And to really enrich our souls. And that's what we came here for, I believe. And so those last moments, while there will always be things we could have done or could have said, that we really can look back on our life and said, you know, I played played full out in life. I really did. And went after my dreams and learned to forgive and really exercised my love muscle by loving deeply. Sure, it hurts when someone passes and we experience grief, but those emotions I think are something we get here that we may not get anywhere else. So we can be grateful for that. So we we have talked you and I about the fact that we don't seem able to completely disengage from our prior careers, but we have so much work to do in this field. Talk about that. Are you ever going to go back to following? Because there have been times when you have been busy with the circuit, the 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 cars going around and around and around, around circuit, race cars. Right. Are you ever going back to that? I don't know. I would like to think the door is open for us to do that because it's definitely because my I work it with my mom, uh, and it's 
gives her a quite amount of bit of joy to be with the people in racing. We're going to take it one step at a time. Now she's 78. Most people would think somebody would be retired by that age, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to retire. Either no, you I don't think so. So I feel Roberta that it, sometimes I buy into the illusion that I'm all alone in this world, you know, and then I forget that I've got this big group of souls around me and, yeah. If my gift is to get to the most amount of people while there's, you know, six months down the road, while we could get back into racing, it, it wouldn't be what it is, what it was. It would be something different. So I have no doubt that the right thing will happen. It'll and I happen, think, yes. I think we're not shown the big picture. We're just shown the next step or two. Need to know basis, totally. Correct. So <laughs> I have trust that yeah. however this unfolds will serve everybody in the best way possible. And of course, my number one love is my mom. So I want to make sure she's happy. But, you know, we're doing some great things together. And, and yeah. It, uh, we'll see. It just there's no way of knowing, but we keep doing the best we can, and I know it will all work out. I'm trying to figure it out too because there are some uh, business owners that I that want me to continue, not to be a lawyer with, for them, but just to be a business consultant. And mm-hmm. I would have continued to do that without a problem. But suddenly, I can't go to I can't get on a plane. You know, I can't go back to Massachusetts where they are. So I don't know. I'm going to do, but I'm sure Thomas will let me know what I'm going to do and I'll do whatever, whatever he wants. But that's another advantage of this whole experience. And again, I agree with you. It's sad that some people have died of this, but most of the people who have died have already been either old or infirm. I think for some of them, it may have been a blessing that they didn't have to stay longer. I don't know because I know they're all happy now. Uh, Death is not an ending, but it's a glorious beginning. And I I think that for a lot of people, it sort of jostled them out of the track they were running in. And if you stay in that track as an adult and you're just running down that track as fast as you can, head down, just pumping and running, you you know, you can run through the rest of your life without ever really, as you say, stopping, um, seeing, listening to the birds, uh, driving in the countryside, doing the things that enrich your life so much. So, so many people have been knocked out of that track and I think are finding better tracks. I, I hear from people who say that, how they've changed their life. I mean, I changed my life in a little way. Now I walk every morning. I never did before, but for the past three months, every morning except Sundays, I walk. And it's making me healthier. You know, plus intermittent fasting. I experimented with that. I found it suits me. So None of that would I have done if we hadn't had this lockdown thing and, and I had to get outside. I had to do something else or I'd go crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess I would hope everybody listening will stop and think about the benefits and the blessings that have come in this spring to you in particular from the fact that you did get knocked out of your track and maybe you're reconsidering your life. You're reconsidering how important it is just to have the have joy in the people you love. Sandra, you're getting to spend much more time with your mother who's not getting any younger. Right. And um, it's just, uh, I'm spending, actually, I think my marriage is better than it's ever been, which is kind of amazing because, because I'll be married almost 50. I think it's 48 years this August. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know what, I mean, it's sort of, if you stay married, that's what happens to you. You sort of end up there. We look at each other. We say, how did this happen? It's mm-hmm. quite amazing. But 
um, all of these are gifts, and I think it's important that we all pause and savor those gifts and take advantage of this opportunity to rethink some things and maybe go in a better track with our lives. I just love that. Absolutely, and we only really do have this present moment because if you think about something you want to do in the future, I mean, there always will be things, and there always will be the past, but this moment, truly, and we all hear it, and we think, oh, geez, here it is again, the present moment, but it really is all we have. Yes. It's your, oh, and I want to share something else. Can I? Okay, of course. Yeah, yesterday, or day before yesterday, when we had our Sunday gathering, the theme was gratitude, and I woke up kind of on the wrong side of the bed. And now how could I? I don't know. But I, I knew that I had to do the reading for gratitude. I thought, what am I going to do about gratitude? <laughs> I had to do, I, I was going to do a healing meditation on gratitude. Of course, I hadn't done it. So I said, so I, I, and I know a lot about gratitude. And it's just not easy sometimes to just get in action on gratitude. So I, one of the things I, I teach about is if you can take a piece of paper or your computer and write down 50 things you're grateful for. Well, you don't want to do that, but you, I made myself that morning and all of a sudden gratitude kicked in. So once you start writing about it, all of a sudden the feeling will be engaged and you need the feeling of gratitude to have the power of it. And I don't think I wrote 50 things, but I wrote enough that all of a sudden I felt on top of the world. Great ideas came to me. And I even recorded a four-minute meditation about gratitude and feeling gratitude that we did on our service. But I found out through a little extra research that people suffering from depression who would write one letter of gratitude a week for three weeks would be significantly happier for 12 weeks just because they evoked gratitude. And so many other things about mental clarity and our brain even changes. And I believe, as maybe you do, that our soul vehicles that we have here, these bodies, when we feel good, it's actually been tracked, our electromagnetic whatever that's floating around us. Um, when we're feeling grateful, we actually are buzzing with this this energy. And if we give gratitude for something, even before it's happened, We tend to draw those things to us. And so I've lived the past couple of days now just in gratitude and love. And not only do I feel good, but great results are happening, great conversations with mom. So as a little side note for anyone, just to lift you up, even on the darkest days and the what if days and how am I going to pay the bills days and all that to start writing out or start really thinking about what you're grateful for. And when that moment comes that you're actually feeling the gratitude, that's when the power is engaged and just look out because your day won't be the same. It is extraordinary how effective gratitude is in in lifting us spiritually. Uh, In the fun of growing forever, there are three key things we learn to do and you could do learn to do them all in just a few months. And the first is gratitude. It, It resets your entire mind at a different, higher level, and it makes it possible for you to learn the hard stuff, like universal forgiveness, like universal love. Gratitude is the basis for a lot of things. That's a wonderful thing that you just said, Sandra. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Because that's where, really, it all begins. So we're we're coming toward the end of our time. What do you want people to take away from today? 
Oh, well, when we look <laughs> at the mirror, when we look in the mirror, we see just us, little old us. Uh-huh. And what we don't see is the crowd of people in the unseen, invisible world, our loved ones, our guides that are surrounding us, cheering us on from that invisible space, waiting for us to have our mind quiet so that they can get through to us with their ideas, their love, all of those things, that our life here on earth is something we signed up for. We came in wanting to taste the rainbow, so to speak, experience emotions, the good, the bad, the ugly, learn new things, deal with other people. Sometimes that's hard to do. But all of these things really enrich our souls and they fill our spiritual bank account, so to speak. And so while we're given this time that we can look through the lens of this pandemic being a curse, and then many times, I, and I don't discount people that have ha- having really, really tough times, I, I completely understand it. But if we can also look through the lens of what's happening now that I can be grateful for, and if my soul is supposed to grow now, you know, what do I do? Do I take a risk and start a new business? Do I get into contact with people that I haven't spoken to in a long time and resurrect relationships? You know, use this time knowing that you can never fail. You're never alone. Death is an illusion, albeit a very good one. It's a, it's a darn good one. That's true. Yeah, but that moment, folks, that we close our eyes that last time, we're going to open them up. Our loved ones will be there. Our pets will be there. You know, you've crossed the finish line. So while we're here, make the most of it. The people in your life, tell them you love them. Uh, talk to the people that are in this unseen world around you. You may not who ever know who they are, what their names are. It doesn't matter, but you have love and support around you 24-7. And we are those souls that they are. You know, we hear about people in the hereafter or in heaven. They think of something and it can be real. Well, we have that same power because we are a soul. Might take a little longer so we can invoke things like gratitude to speed up the process but just don't discount yourself. You're, you are magnificent. So when you look into the mirror and you look at those beautiful eyes of yours, you know, just see your soul smiling back and be in the present moment as much as you, you can be. Wow. That, thank you for that. That was beautiful. Everyone, um, if you go to robertagrimes.com and just scroll down a little bit, you can find Sandra's banner. And if you click on that, that's a quick and easy way to get to we don't die.com. Now, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm so glad you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be the wonderful Michael Tim, who will be here for the fourth time. Michael is, in my opinion, the most venerable of the core afterlife researchers. I've learned so much from him. And on top of it all, he's a gentle and beautiful human being who's still working long after his retirement to help continue to help to enlighten the world. Next week, we're going to be talking about an important, important topic on which he is the leading expert. We're going to discuss 
the history of research into the survival of death, how it devolved into mere parapsychology. We're going to talk about what some of the some of the pioneers are, their tribulations, and what caused that devolution into parapsychology. And then we'll learn what killed off parapsychology. He sent me, Sandra, believe it or not, he sent me six closely spaced typed pages of the whole history. I cannot get over this. I'm I'm eager to talk to him about it. We're going to talk about all of that, and we're going to talk about what some, what some of the things are that we're learning from all of these really uh, important historical aspects and where we're going from here. Please join us next week. A lot of people have asked me why more people don't know about this. We're going to learn from the wonderful Michael Tim next week why more people don't know and what we can do about it. So please join us. And, of course, this week we've been talking with Sandra Champlain. Thank you so much again, dear. She My has been pleasure. with us. She's been with us in Seek Reality here for the ninth time, and there'll, there'll be many more to come. I just love Sandra. She is a beautiful ray of light. She's a dynamo for afterlife research and education, as you've just seen. And her book is wonderful. It's called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. It's a delightful tale of her skepticism, her need to know, and how she convinced herself. And now, of course, she's convincing everybody else that human life really is eternal. There's no bad news. It's all good news. Many people who contact me now are looking for that certainty. And Sandra's book can can help, as can her podcast, We Don't Die Radio, and all of these wonderful things she's now doing online, which you can access just by going to her website. If you like Seek Reality, you're going to enjoy Sandra and her guests every bit as much. And she's been doing this series, which I really want to emphasize. Um, If you register on her uh, website, you'll be able to get her emails and she'll tell you what's going on. Um, It's a wonderful value. Much of it, what she does, she doesn't charge for it all. And when she does charge, there's a money back guarantee. So you really can't go wrong. And more than a thousand people attended her most recent Sunday service. Uh, So that's, that's really a love fest. I'm so glad you're doing that, Sandra. That is so beautiful. And as you know, I have many nonfiction books. You can find them on Amazon or get them through through a bookseller. And all of the adult books are also available um, as audiobooks. You can find Seek Reality um, on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, all over the place, really everywhere you can get a podcast. And you can um, get an app for free in the iTunes App Store that will let you just have it come to you automatically every week. If you want to talk about anything with me at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email. It can take a few days now because I get so many, but it's important to me that if you have questions or something you want to talk about, that you get an answer that is going to help you to grow spiritually. So don't hesitate to reach out to me if you'd like. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the entire universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.